The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance on News Talk. Cancer Support Centre in Waterford Town, um, this being the uh, Sullis Cancer Support Centre, has provided free care and support for those affected by cancer for more than 15 years. Here to tell us his story of facing down cancer and to talk about the services that Sullis provides is Peter Whittle, who is a cancer survivor and spokesperson for Sullis. Peter, you're very welcome. Thank you very much, Anthony. Yeah. Uh, sitting a wee bit just uh, there on that micro, Peter, if you will. Yeah. I, I said that the Sullis Cancer um, Support Service has been there for 15 years. It was only there five years when you got your diagnosis in 2013. 2013, yeah. So this year is a kind of a landmark year for me in the sense that I'm 10 years free uh, uh, since I had the diagnosis, you know. And does that mean all clear? Uh, well, all clear, yeah. Yeah, such kind of thing. I, I, I don't need to go back to clinics or anything like that at, at this stage, you know. So that, that's that's great place to be, you know. Oh, so it must I'm, be a great I'm, I'm delighted, you know, kind of thing. But uh, the journey itself now... Um, Came completely out of the blue, kind of thing. I thought I was I was heading into my sixties, and I thought I was in good health. And all of a sudden, I I, I was faced faced this with this uh, life threatening tumor. How did uh, you discover it? <clears throat> uh, my GP. Um, eventually, I went to him. I had a few issues with blood, blood and stuff, kind of thing, and I should have gone to him beforehand. But uh, the minute I say, but as in blood test or blood and stool or uh, what blood was and it? stool and right. stuff like that, you know, but. Uh, Again, I, like most men, I wasn't proactive and I just left, left it go kind of thing. And, uh, but the minute I went to my GP, Dr. Dennis Kennedy, he, he realised something was wrong. So he got me over for a colonoscopy as soon as he could. And uh, the diagnosis was straight away, like I had a pretty large tumour. And uh, first couple of years were rough. Um, I needed, needed plenty of support, you know. But I was blessed. I, I had my, my friends and family uh, the doctors and nurses in, in Waterford Hospital were excellent. And then the third tier of support I had was, was, a, canis, was, was a Solace Cancer Support Centre in Waterford, you know. When, when you go in, because I assume if the GP put you in to refer you that quick, you probably knew that there was likely to be an issue if you hadn't already had a sense. What's it like to get that diagnosis? Yeah, uh, I'll be honest about it. I, at the time I was feeling so well. I was kind of, I suppose I was in a bit of denial kind of thing. You know, I I, I didn't imagine I was sick really at all, you know, because I didn't feel sick. But uh, he got going and we, luckily enough, we got a cancellation and I got in within a few days for the going on screen, you know. And uh, it was still a surprise to me when, when Dr. Ward actually, as it was, uh, afterwards wanted to talk, talk about myself and my wife, Frances. And uh, it was a bit of a bombshell, to be quite honest with you, you know, because I, I kind of came out of the room and I was saying, Jesus, where did that come from, you know? Because I, I, I was kind of, I felt I was obviously healthy, uh, would have been involved in sport all my life and um, didn't really see it coming, you know, kind of thing. So, um, And it's one thing to be given a cancer diagnosis. It's another to be told that you have a, a well-established large tumour. I mean, that must be yeah, absolutely was, terrifying. Was, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, what they had to do with me was... Um, they set up a plan and initially they set me on radiotherapy and chemotherapy in an effort to reduce the tumour. And that was successful after a couple of months. And uh, then I had surgery and um, I ended up getting quite sick after the surgery. Like I, I got infection in that. So I had a couple of months there where I didn't really know where I was kind of thing. You know? so, so it was... It was were you hospitalised for that long? I was in hospital. Uh, I was there for about seven or eight weeks. At the time, after after the surgery and that, you know, so it was, um, uh, it was uh, coming from being, as I thought, very healthy to 
been quite ill. It was, it was a bit of a journey. You know? What effect did it have on you emotionally? Because I assume, <coughs> A, dealing with the diagnosis, B, then knowing the impact that the, the surgery will have on you long term, because it's going to have a long term health effect on you, and then dealing with the infection. That has to be a huge Yeah, it was, it, was, it, was, it, was, it, was, it was pretty hard. Um, it's really where the Solace Centre came in. Um, my, my GP, Dr. Kendi, uh, suggested I try it right from the start. And the uh, best decision I took, I, I don't think I'd be here when he fired him, to be quite honest about it, you know. Uh, I availed of all the services up there, reflexology, um, relaxation techniques. I probably could do with a bit of that now kind of thing, but <laughs> um, pain management, uh, a bit of yoga, uh, obviously counselling and that, you know. And Explain what you mean by you don't think you'd be here if it wasn't for them. Why is that? Um I think, like, basically, I think what 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 all the therapies were, were there for was to kind of calm my, my, my mind, if you like, my spirit. And uh, I think if you get yourself in a good place emotionally and mentally, uh, the physical healing will will, will start, start after it. Like, you know, it'll come on after it kind of thing. And I think that's what happened with me, basically, you know. The lads did a great job on me and... Uh, I managed to get, I was quite calm about the whole, whole thing, you know, kind of thing, and I took it one step at a time. And uh, then I had to, I had a sport of, of a men's group up there, so I, I visited that every weekend. And uh, Now, when you say you were calm, <coughs> is this like the, the cliche about the duck? Did you look calm, but you were panicking on the inside, or were you genuinely philosophical and relaxed? I think I was genuinely fairly f- f- about it, you know, but in, the, in the sense that... Um, um, I suppose I'm kind of pragmatic, you know, and, and I kind of said, well, we'll see how this goes. And I um, initially I had looked up Dr. Google and, and looked up colon cancer and I saw 50 percent of people survive it. So I kind of said to myself, right, I want to be in that 50 percent. And uh, I looked at my job then was to get myself both mentally and physically as healthy as I could going into the different um, um say the surgery and, uh, and all the rest of it, you know, the chemotherapy and radiotherapy. So um, that's basically what I did. And I kind of left, I decided I'd leave the medical stuff to the doctors. They were in charge of that, like I was in charge of getting myself ready, you know, kind of thing. So so it, 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 worked, you know, it worked. When did you begin to think you were turning the corner? When did, because it, that infection must have been an awful fight. So at what point did you think, it was, I'll yeah, get there? Yeah, it was, yeah. It was very, very slow to come back. Um, I was released from hospital eventually and they wanted to do a further six months chemotherapy on me. So I wasn't well enough to do it for, for again, a couple of months. And uh, I, I had that done and... Little by little, um, I started to do a little bit of exercise. Uh, I can remember the first day that I was able to walk to the end of the estate. And uh, that was a kind of a triumph, you know, kind of thing. And uh, gradually it got bit better and better. And we had a thing going up in the solar centre as well. Uh, the strides, they used to call it. It was, it was a kind of a walk every Thursday. So I got involved with that and we'd have a coffee afterwards, you know. And... Um, it's amazing, like the way the body kind of comes back from 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 illness and that. You know, the, 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 there's resilience in the body, kind of thing. You know, so. How tough did you find the chemo? Um, <clears throat> the first part with the radiotherapy and I need to shrink the tumor. I kind of sailed through that, to be quite honest about it. You know, I, I was kind of saying, well, it's just this this is grand, you know. But then after the surgery, I was very very weak and. Uh, the, other, the last six months uh, was tough enough. Uh, initially, they wanted to uh, intervene, and I just wasn't able for it. So they, they gave me it in tablet form then, and uh, 
towards the end they had to reduce the dosage and that, you know. So I, I kind of staggered my way through it kind of thing, but we got there kind of thing in the end, you know. Kind of thing, so. There will obviously be people listening who themselves may have uh, recently received a, a cancer diagnosis or who have a, a friend or family member who's received a, a cancer diagnosis. The advice that you would give them and the type of supports that Solace provided for you, if you were saying, look, this is the kind of thing that you need and this is, is what it provides, what would you say to them? What I would say, uh, particularly to men, because there is a problem with, with men, like the, the lads in the Solace were telling me they, their clientele is about 75% female and uh, the cancer actually are, is about 50-50, like different cancers for men. If, but but So there is a, 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 an amount of men out there don't, don't seek help kind of thing and try to handle it on their own, you know. A sort of a sense of you need to be macho and grit your teeth and probably a, strong a bit side. of that, yeah. And I, I think women are are better actually at seeking help, maybe kind of thing, you know. But um, I would say it must be very lonely trying to handle it on your own, kind of thing, you know. And I advise anyone like pick up the phone. The help is there. Um, you know, some men may not like the idea of getting into groups and stuff like that, but with the solace, you can engage on a one-to-one basis as well. So that's available to you. Kind of but it also know? must be hugely useful to be around people who have dealt with those who are going along that process. Because if you don't know what you're facing into, if you're in the middle of chemo, you don't know how long it's going to yeah. last, how tough it's going to get, all of that kind of thing. Having somebody who knows what they're at and can steer you yeah. through it must make a huge difference. You've struck a really good note there, Anton, um, and it's to do with the, our, our men's support group. A man called Tom Allen runs it down in Waterford, uh, down the Solar Centre. And uh, basically it's uh, people like myself who have been through it and that's who are starting off. And uh, we meet every Tuesday. We have a couple of hours, a bit of crack. We'll, we'll talk about the match of the week and then who played well and who didn't play well and that type of thing. It's really important stuff like that. And um, we, one of the lads, Liam, Liam's wife, uh, Margaret, uh, makes sure that we're, we have plenty of lovely cordon bonds and we'll have a bit of tart, a bit of cake and that's a bit of crack. I'm seeing a theme emerging <laughs> yeah, here. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> But uh, then there's the serious stuff, like over the years, there would have been a good bit of knowledge built up within the group. And uh, you may have a new member coming in and he's sharing what he's going through. And uh, inevitably, there'll be someone within the group who's already been through what he's gone through kind of thing, you know. So there's there's a kind of a sharing of knowledge. And I, I call it a kind of a generosity of spirit. You see people kind of forgetting about their own woes and going and trying to help other people. And... Uh, it's lovely to watch, you know. It's really, really good, you know. Are you a different man because of what you've been through? Oh, definitely, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, <clears throat> physically, certainly. Um, as I said, I was kind of this robust, healthy man. Um, now I, I'm fragile, really. Uh, I have to. Well, not being past remarkable, <laughs> you don't look that fragile from where I, I'm sitting. I, I do my best. I, I'm like I have a stoma, and that that has caused a number of hernias. So I kind of have to mind myself. Um, doesn't sit well with me at times kind of thing. But having said that, uh, given the limitations I have, I try and live, live life to the full. Uh, I took up sea swimming a, a few years back and I, I swim, try and swim every, every day. Um, I'm involved. I try and do a bit of exercise as much as I can kind of thing, you know. So I, I, I kind of, uh, I think you learn that as well when you, when you are seriously ill and you come back for it. You kind of learn life is out, out there to live, kind of thing. Life is for living, you know. Well, that thing, whatever about the physical changes, what about the emotional changes or changes to your character? Are you. Yeah, I'm, I'm much calmer about things, I think, even though I'm probably not that calm at the moment. But um, <laughs> um, I, uh, you, you get to realise the important things in life, you know. We, we have four grandchildren, and it's really a joy 
to be there and to be able to watch them growing up. Like, I give a shout to Adam and Sophie, Grace and Tom. And, uh, like, they're, they're the lives for our lives kind of thing, you know. So um, they're the important things, like your your family and, and, and your oh. friends and, you know, kind of thing. And um, so I think we all got caught up in a lot of things in life that aren't really important at all, you know, kind of thing. So, so. What's the age range on Adam and Sophie and yeah, Grace and Tom? Adam is 14, Sophie is 12, uh, Grace is 9 and Tom is 7. Oh my God, yeah, you have your hands full. Steps of stairs. Peter, really appreciate you coming in and and, and telling your story. And we should say that the Solace Cancer Support Centre are hosting a Walk Run for Life. It's on on October the 15th and donations can be made at solacecentre.ie forward slash donate. So that's solacecentre.ie forward slash donate. And if you want to take part in the Walk and Run for Life, it is October 15th. And that's with the Solace Cancer Support Centre. Peter Whittle, thanks again. Brilliant, Anton. Thanks very much. Yeah. The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance on News Talk.